Hey, this is Elliot. Sorry to interrupt the pod that you're enjoying right now. Promise we'll get back to it as quick as possible. But I just want to say thank you guys for taking the time for listening to this episode. If you want to support us further, you can do so by following us on Instagram at CanIKickItFC and on Twitter at C-I-K-I-F-C. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at CanIKickItFC and also on Twitter at C-I-K-I-F-C. Thanks. I'll see you guys later. What's going on, listeners? Welcome to the latest episode of River City 93. This is your host, as always, Elliot Bard, and is joining me. Also, I have Matt here. Hey, Matt. What's going on? I'm glad I got the also featuring. Yeah, you know, I, I had to change it up because it's usually a scenario, but it's not. So, yeah. <laughs> but joining us is someone that is not only nicknamed the Babyface Assassin for the Richmond Kickers, the most electric left winger in the league, and my choice for my dark horse choice for MVP this year, this is Jonathan Bolaños. How are you doing, sir? Oh, what an introduction. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me today. Yeah, no problem, man. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, man. I really can't wait to get started. I know I've uh, I've been I've been waiting for this interview for a while now, so it's about time that you guys definitely definitely sent me a <laughs> definitely sent me a message. Ooh, all right, pressure's on, pressure's on now. We got to grow. Right. right. Nah, nah. Look, we, you have someone that we've been wanting on the show for a while. I always rub it in my in Shadir's face about yeah. how I picked you and he picked Stanley. I'm like, my, my choice one. <laughs> love it, love it. I uh I actually was on the phone with him today, so it's uh I mean I'm hoping you can find a club soon and everything, but yeah, wishing him the best right now for the off season. Right. Well, let's talk about the off season, man. How was your off season? Yeah. You know, you're going into year three now. How was that for you? I think it was definitely a uh, an eye opening experience in the sense that I learned so much and I grow as I grew as a player, definitely this and a person this off season. I mean, it was my first time technically being like a free agent. So learning what that process is like, figuring out if I was going to stay, if I was going to go, um, and really opening my my interest up to other clubs was uh, was huge. And I mean, again, I, I ended up getting a little bit of interest around the league and, you know, from other leagues as well, and decided that for me to grow and move in the right direction. I needed another year in, in Richmond with Darren as well. So, and the, and the coaching staff. And so far I've been really happy with my decision. Talking about Darren and whatnot, how was that whole recruitment process for you? Because you obviously came in from High Point University. How was that whole yeah. recruitment process from Darren from making you come so here? I, yeah, I didn't really, uh, I know I wanted to play, obviously, pro. I know I wanted to be in the USL and all that. Um, obviously, I had my my goals and and sights set on uh, MLS and kind of when that draft and all that came around, I uh, was unlucky not to be chosen in the list for that. So Dan ended up calling and talked to my agent. It was actually – he actually let him know that he was watching actually some of the high point games. So I was actually on his radar before then. So – to already have that kind of interest coming out of college and the fact that he cared about me and I could tell right away he had a game style that I would fit, um, it, it, it matched perfectly. It couldn't have gotten any better. 
Yeah. So you you mentioned that you know, Darren, you and Darren have a good relationship. It's part of the reason you wanted to come back, you know, for another year. Or so and you kind of alluded to this last year. You took a, I think, a very significant, you know, yep. jump. You became one of the key points of the attack. Uh, what do you attribute to that? And uh, what are you looking to be able to grow and add for your game this year, your third year with the team? Yeah, I think uh, every year I've been able to kind of grow and, again, make those improvements on the attacking end as well as the defensive end some, you know, uh, on the field. I think going into the third year, um, last year was a big, a big jump for me in the sense that I was able to kind of put my, I guess you could say, attack, attacking qualities on the field and really show them and dominate games in the sense and develop some kind of consistency, which was different from my first year. You know, I had performance performance my first year, just like as most rookies do, you know, they they end up balling out one game and then the next game it's like, okay, where where's that same that same uh, momentum or intensity you could say. So developing that consistency, being able to do it every game last year was huge. And now for this year it's like, okay, can I dominate and also can I get more on the stat sheet? and be able to completely take over teams and def- and defenses. So that's a, that's a big one heading in for, for year three, I think, for me. I want to ask you this question. Pretty much that leap, you talked about it briefly, but from year one to year two, what was the one thing you went into that offseason looking to improve the most? Really just uh, be clinical in front of Goldman. I think um, – that first year as a rookie, the times that I would come off on the bench, off the bench, I would have those looks and was unlucky and wasn't able to finish those and really had that aggressiveness towards goal. And that second year, it was like, all right, well, this is this is my time to shine, and I really got to start putting that uh, that mentality and that impact on the game. So. I think, uh, you know, I could think of, for example, like the Greenville goal when I'm taking off 60 yards and I'm hitting it, you know, at the top of the 18. I mean, that just kind of shows in terms of me saying like, all right, I'm about to take over this game and I'm going to I'm going to school this defender real quick. And, you know, that that mentality and something that's uh, that's something Darren has really preached on me since he himself was a winger as well. So uh, year three, it's like, okay. Can I can I do that every game, no matter who's marking me? In a sense. Yeah. So you mentioned you want to you know, be able to you know, work on filling up that stat sheet a little bit more. I don't think any of us are going to be mad if that happens. Uh, yeah. but, you know, you've established you know, especially last year, a really strong relationship up front with Emmy, who you know definitely fills up you know the stat sheet. Uh, why do you think the two of you work so well together up there? Hey everyone, thank you for checking out this episode of River City ninety three. If you enjoy episodes like this and want further content, make sure to check out our Patreon page. Simply just go to Patreon, type in River City 93 where you get access to exclusive articles and podcasts. So, thank you. Back to the episode. To be honest, I think it's a South American blood, man. I uh, it's It's just different. I think the way that we're able to understand each other not even talking just by our movements again i mean i've played with the guy this will be my third year now with him and the amount of time that i spend with him off the field i think translates on the field as well and that's that's something that darren has always joked around too he's like you know hey if you guys want to go get a coffee off the field or whatever do do anything do it please because 
then it'll show on the field when you're crossing in the ball and he's finishing in the back of the net, which it has been. So developing that consistency um, and that, that trust with each other, I think we, we understand each other's games very well, and I think you'll see it even more this year. I, I want to ask you a question, and I want your honest opinion about it. Can you <laughs> explain to us about this goal that happened against North Texas? Was it a cross? Was it a shot? Was it a play? <laughs> what was it? Uh, honestly, I'll say that it, it, it was a cross. It was a cross. Um, but, I mean, a goal is a goal, right? At the, end of the, day, <laughs> at the end of the day, it was it was a moment for me to dance in front of the, in front of the fans and celebrate a little. So I was happy with it. Uh, what is your driving force? Like, what drives you to be the best player you can be? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it trying to get to the MLS or even Europe? I think it's, uh, I mean, apart from my family and being able to represent them every game, I think in a sense with, you know, the name on my shirt, um, it's those aspirations and dreams that I had as a kid. I mean, the dream was to make it to Europe and make it, uh, you know, to the highest league possible. So with that dream still being in me and not yet fulfilling that to to its lengths, I guess I guess you could say, is uh, is something big for me that uh, that keep that's my main driving force. I think. Also, another question I want to ask you: What is it about when we play high point in preseason that you decide to go into hyper form? Because for those <laughs> who don't know, those who didn't see it, I saw it. Um, you had a moment where yeah. the last preseason game was high point. You kind of like just tapped the ball on the sideline and just. Yeah. Speed up like <laughs> at least thirty times past everyone else. I think it's just the. Uh, I mean, apart from from being my alma mater, but I mean, just uh, making sure they they realize and they understand who who the player they developed is, you know, and what where he's at now. I think part of me also kind of wants to show those younger guys that uh, just just kind of give them someone someone to look you know, to look up to in a sense. I mean, we've had a couple pros come out of high point, but it's not the same as a Wake Forest or a UVA or any of those bigger schools. So kind of being a bigger influence for those guys and showing them what I can do on the field is, is something big for me too. You also so, mentioned, oh, you go, you go, Matt. Yeah, so I was going to say, you mentioned you're talking about high point right there. So uh, I noticed you've had a very, uh, we'll call it interesting you know, geographic you know, journey, you know, from South Florida to High Point, North Carolina, with a stop in uh, Des Moines, Iowa in the middle before getting, you know, to Richmond. You know, uh, how would you, you know, say Richmond kind of uh, matches up with different places that you've been, uh, especially now that you're able to be out and about a bit more, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry to all the Menace fans, but definitely better than Des Moines, Iowa. I mean, <laughs> there's not there's not a lot going in Des Moines. Um, again, the Menace is a great club. I love my time there. It was strictly soccer just because there was nothing really apart from soccer there uh, when I would spend my summers there. But, I mean, in terms of Miami, uh, it's, it's very, very different. I do miss the beaches and the 80-degree, 90-degree weather every day. But, uh, but Richmond is definitely uh, – a place I've absolutely loved and a, a place that, you know, being my first team or my first professional, you know, destination has been everything I've hoped for. So, so yeah. What's some of your favorite places to go to and eat? That's the real I question actually, you brought you on yeah. the show for. I, I actually just tried Cuba Cuba oh, a couple nice. nights ago. 
Good place. I definitely highly recommend that. I actually, uh, I, I, I found a Colombian place here in Midlothian called Cafe and Sabor. And right. that place is really good that I recommend as well. I think another place that I love here, what else, what else? PBR. It's a great pizza place I loved. So, yeah. One of my one of my spots. I don't know. Is that enough? You don't. You, you gotta take it you're, you're, you're not. You're not feeling that one. <laughs> nah, come on. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you're there just for the atmosphere, not for the pizza. A little bit of both. Yeah, I think the atmosphere makes the pizza better. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, you might have to that, show me some new ones. Though. Hey, look. I can show you around. I can show All you right. around. Over here. We'll do that. We'll do that. Talking about you and Amy's relationship, I want to ask you this, man. How nervous are you for Colombia in World Cup qualify, and how much riff has the Argentini? Because we're low-key becoming Richmond, oh Argentina. Yeah, how much yeah, riff yeah. have they been giving you about Colombia? Every time it's Argentina versus Colombia, um, we always watch it together. It's funny because Emmy has a couple pictures on his phone of Zaka and everyone else, all the Argentinian guys on one corner, and then I'm in the corner of the room with my Colombian shirt on, crying almost because you know we watched the uh, the Copa America together. But um, we we uh, we're definitely in a bad spot right now. It's not it's not a good spot. I think it's it's very it's very unlikely that we don't make it. But again, I just uh, you, you never know, man. Sometimes miracles happen, so I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. I mean, look, at least I do it better than my Jamaicans, so I'll give you that. Hey, I, I wasn't going to say it, but, I mean, I mean we're out. Hey. <laughs> I gave up hope already. See, I'm not, I'm not there yet, though. I got the tiny bit of hope in me, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Nah, they got crushed hey, in hey. January. Emmy, yeah. Emmy, Zaka, Leo, all those guys, they're just chilling right now. They're laughing at us, but we'll see, yeah. So kind of talking about your uh, relationship with, uh, you know, all the other South American guys, you know, I've noticed uh, over the last couple of years, you've uh, officially or unofficially been a bit of the team translator. Uh, yeah. How has uh, that experience kind of, you know, affected you or, uh, you know, kind of you know, affected your relationship with some of the guys? Uh, definitely, obviously, with the with the Spanish speaking guys. Um, and I mean, not only you the Argentinians, but everyone else on the team from those Spanish-speaking countries. I mean, my relationship with them is definitely different, I would say, in the sense from, from the other guys, just because of the amount of time I spent with them. Um, normally, uh, it's funny, the, a lot of the Argent, all the Argentine, all the Argentinian guys drink mate in the morning. So they always get like in their little corner group of mate with mate, all the mate drinkers in the, in the locker room. And I'm kind of in the middle of that because I mean, the Colombians, we would only just drink coffee every morning. So uh, it's it's funny how, you know, we're able to, to, to bond and, you know, speak. And it kind of just takes me back in, in terms of, of my culture in South America, I think mean, South Florida a little bit. But uh, in terms of the translator stuff and all that, I mean, I've, I've absolutely loved it. And, and Darren, Darren and Mika have, uh, they're almost Spanish, Spanish uh, fluent speakers now. But um, they're improving day by day. Yeah, we did hear yeah. that. We heard Derek. I think it, I think it was a pose he was speaking Spanish. I was like, oh, what is yeah. this? He'll, I, I heard a couple choice words from Darren, but he'll, he'll he'll invent some words sometimes, and then all of us are like, you know, what, what did this guy just make up? But it's uh, 
it, it's funny, man. He, All right, so, so he, be, be he honest here, though. How many times has the translation from Darren through you suddenly become give the ball to Bolaños? It's been uh, a couple of times that I, I, we've had that halftime talk quite a bit. <laughs> and I got to tell them, I'm like, listen, it's coming from Darren. It's not coming from me. So, you know, it's I'm not the one saying it, but, you know, give me give me the freaking ball, everything. So, yeah, it's 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 been pretty funny. And that that's been a couple of halftime talks right there. <laughs> Oh man, that is hilarious! I can just imagine now Darren's up at the board, like drawing a whole bunch of stuff, trying to get all that. Me, <laughs> literally, because I I gotta you know with the translating stuff. I mean, I I can't translate word by word, and sometimes I gotta condense it. And you know, I'm not gonna remember everything Darren says. So for the gist of it, I you know exactly like you said. I'm like, hey, forget all that stuff he drew. He basically just said, "Give me the ball, give me the ball that wide." And that's yeah. That's pretty so Right. Yeah. <laughs> so when you have this hat trick on opening day, we know what the half team talk was, right? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> that, that works. That, that, that's how it works. Meanwhile, we'll see, uh, you know, you know, Boldick and Luke and some of those guys just like staring daggers at him, be like, I was going to tap that ball. That's between my free kick. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I just want to say, Matt has this much as has growing. And I'm oh just waiting God. to see how longer he goes. I, oh, I, I love it. He keeps just trying down so much. He goes through phases, though. You know, he'll grow it out for a little, then shave it off and go back. And I like it, though. Got the little uh, Jack Grealish yeah. going right now. So, I saw that on the Instagram today. It's like a you know, straight stash at the moment. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I want to ask you this, man. Like, when it comes to playing in League 2, and Carl is playing in League 1 now, like, mm-hmm. what is the playing difference? Like, how is the style difference between the two? I think with... USL League One, you have not only more quality overall on the field as players, but experience as well. I mean, League Two is a lot of college guys, you know, as it was PDL before. It's guys coming from college and, and you know, spending summers there and all that. And the experience on the field in terms of the guys that you have in League One, you know, Connor Tobin, uh, players of that nature, Kyle Venture that we had the first year, those those kind of players really show their experience, you know, on on the playing field, and that's that's a that's a big uh, that's a big difference. It was interesting though because my first my first year in Des Moines, we had Alan Marcina as the head coach, who is now the head coach of San Antonio, and at that time he was a USL scout coordinator. So I was the only myself and three other guys were the only college players at the time on that team. And it was all USL guys that, you know, have recently been out of contract or, you know, we're trying to look for a new team. So that first year in Des Moines where we went undefeated was one of the best experiences for me because it gave me a glimpse of what the professional kind of atmosphere and style looks like. So, yeah. Hey, guys, if you're enjoying this interview, make sure to go to our Patreon page where you can get more exclusive access to articles, podcasts and much more. It's very simple. Just go to patreon.com, type in River City 93, where you can join as low for $2 a month. Once again, just go to patreon.com, type in River City 93, where you can join. Thank you, and back to the episode. We actually had uh, Lavelle Palmer. I don't know if that sounds familiar, Yogi. The, yeah. uh, the, and he was he was a captain. I mean, walking in and you see that big Jamaican like that, I mean, you can't, like, you know. <laughs> You're, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm a little stick at freshman year that's not even 
I'm like, what did I get myself into? So, yeah, it was it was a great experience, though, man. Great. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. So, oh, oh, you got a question, Matt? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, a couple years in the league now. What's your second favorite place to play uh, in League One? Obviously, City Stadium, number one. Apart from uh, from Richmond, I really enjoy playing in Madison, actually. Madison is a city that, uh, I mean, the times that we've been, the, the, the city atmosphere has been great as well as the fans. It reminds me of back home and the fact that they have such a supportive fan group. Obviously, the field I don't think is the best in terms of quality. I don't really enjoy playing on turf, but their uh their fans are definitely you know electric and and make the atmosphere really fun to play in all right and then follow up what's the place that you just have no interest in ever going back to again if you could help it statesboro georgia that's an easy question <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was down there for that game last year yeah. uh, wasn't much there yeah it's a, that and maybe maybe chattanooga i'm not not really a big fan of chattanooga either so mm-hmm. yeah is there any defender in the league that you look at and be like, oh, we I got him today? Oh, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to cross him up a couple of times. Not not one that I could stick out of um, or, you know, comes out right away. Uh, I've had a couple bad, good battles with, uh, I thought, the, the so- Souza, the guy from Omaha. Yeah. I thought he was now at Sac Republic. But he was a... Uh, he was definitely a good defender. Um, and there's there's just been great matches throughout the league. I mean, since the fact that we're playing most teams more than once, you know, I kind of you know, see what I did. You know, try to see what I did the first matchup against them. See how see what their their tendencies are as defenders, and kind of improve on that the second game and and see if I can take them even more. So, yeah. This is a question that came in for us, but who's your biggest inspiration when you were growing up? Like, who's the player you most emulated? So I think, I mean, really, really early on, I think most of everyone could say it was, I was a big Barcelona fan, so Messi, you know, I I personally always wanted to be a 10 growing up. And I think it's funny how that mentality has changed because you now, with the kids growing up nowadays, you, they don't say, I, I want to be a 10 anymore because a 10, I feel like position has, has definitely shifted and a lot of different players on the field now are wearing that number where I was like, before it was like, Hey, you know, your center attacking mid is the only one that's supposed to be 10. Your assist, your, your guy who's making all magic happen is your 10 in a sense. Whereas now it's, it's definitely different, but um, I would say Messi for sure. Uh, one starting to, as I was getting older and looking for people more in my position, and even now, I would say Di Maria is a big one. Um, I think a lot of people say oh, I almost look like him in a sense with you know the skinny legs and everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit. And <laughs> and then I'm, a, I'm now I'm a, I mean I've been starting to watch him a lot, and I even watched him before Liverpool. But Luis Diaz for Colombia has been an absolute baller and. I mean, he's a he start he could be one of the bingers, one of the if not one of the best wingers in the world right now if he keeps playing the way he is. So yeah, it's been great. I say I had to get a Colombian in there after you rattled off uh, a couple of Argentines at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I mean, obviously, James is always a big one for me. Um, How many times did you try that goal? 
What do you mean? The World Cup goal. How, did you ever try to attempt to do it? How many times did you try? Because I know you did. There was a couple of times in the backyard I can remember trying to recreate that uh <laughs> recreate that action for sure. But no, I mean he uh obviously things have changed, you know, in the past couple of years with him. It's been, you know, in and out and everything. But uh he's he's always just someone I I admire and I enjoy watching and for all that he's done for the for the national team it's been huge. So yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in terms of guys, uh, you know, that people enjoy watching. Uh, you've been you preseason for a few weeks now. Uh, who do you think the fans are going to you know, be able to take a liking to? Maybe of, of the new guys that they aren't familiar with yet. For the new guys, I think um, you guys are going to be really big fans of a couple of them, actually. Uh, ones that I could stick, ones that come off my mind are Matt Bentley, who is an English goal scorer in a sense. I mean, anywhere around the box, he's, you know, he's very lethal in front of goal and can finish almost anything. Um, our two wingbacks now, Stephen Payne and uh, Stuart Ritchie, are very, very good quality wingbacks. They like to get forward and get in, get in on the attack, which makes the winger's job's easier as well, and it's good to connect with someone else up there up front, which is different from last year. And uh, Leo, the new Argentinian guy as well, um, I think he's definitely going to add a lot of quality in the middle, and he he has some wicked free kicks, not going to lie. So, yeah. Mm, all right. Okay. You'll, so you'll, you'll make, sure to, make sure to see that. So. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> Are you going to be taking any free kicks this year? I'm trying, Darren. Hopefully, if Darren lets me, yeah. But uh, I'm, uh, I've been, I've been working on that. I've been working on it a little by little. Only, got, only got corner kicks for now. But we'll see if I can a little upgrade to. Oh, just score a little bit. There you go. Just yeah. score from there. Makes it there easier too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you this, man. Like last yeah. year, you were the second leader goals were on the team with five goals. Obviously, Tosagi blew it out of the water. Yeah. Going into year three, what are your top three goals for this year? Top three goals, um, I mean, the first one, obviously, is to win a championship. I think uh, with the fact that it could possibly be my last year for Richmond, I want to go out with the right way. Um, again, not saying anything, really. I mean, anything can happen at the end of the season, but um, I want to leave with a trophy by the end of the year. And I think it's it's uh, it's about, tam- about time the fans deserve one as well. Um, and second, uh, I think just for me personally, become better defensively as a player. I think defense- offensively, I've been able to show a little bit of that last year, but defensively has always been something that I feel like I need to improve. So that's a big one for me personally. And then lastly is just to uh, to have better stats from last year and continue helping the team on the attack as much as I can. You know, I think a little thing I wanted to do for myself is uh, battle with Emmy in, in terms of goals and, uh, and and try to match what he can. And, you know, we've, we've already kind of talked about that and, and having a little uh, friendly rivalry between us. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm, I think I'm very excited, and I think you guys are going to see that the brand of soccer that we're playing this year compared to last year is going to be a lot more uh, appealing to the fans for sure. 
Hey guys, thank you for taking the time to check out this exclusive interview with a member of the Richmond Kickers. We want to let you know that if you're interested in an ad-free version of this podcast and to some of our exclusive articles, make sure to go to our Patreon page where you can just go to patreon.com, type in River City 93 you can join us low for $2. It's where you get access to exclusive articles, ad-free podcasts, and much more. Back to the episode question about that like why why do you say it's going to be more appealing like what is the biggest switch that you guys are working on this year i don't want to give away all the details but uh yeah of course we don't want to get you in trouble yeah like you said before the podcast i don't want to run yeah. suicides yeah yeah uh but yeah i think just more in terms of possession based i mean uh i think a lot last year we were very direct um we were very direct uh relied on a lot of crosses and and chances coming from wingers i think um and obviously emmy as well to score in front of goal i mean no one realized or no one knew he was going to have the season that he had a second year you know with with the way that he performed last year but just this this year in terms of more possession and and all that i think is going to be that's going to be the main difference that you guys are going to see throughout the year and about you lining up this year, are you playing more of that winger spot? Or are you going to be more of the center forward striker kind of role this year? Yeah. Like, wh- so what I, do I, you I, want to be? <laughs> <laughs> so I think with the uh, with the personnel that we have this year and the, and the new guys, you, you guys are actually probably going to see a lot of different formations, um, which is something that that should be interesting because we have the the capability and all that to line up however way we want and the quality won't change in a sense with the players that we have so i will still be playing on that wing spot um similar to last year uh there's a possibility you can see me more tucked in as almost like a double 10 or even a double striker so those are uh two little things that you guys could see throughout the year so yeah all right. His position is going to be uh, production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I don't care about. Just make me look right about my dark horse pick this year. That's all. I got, I got you, Yogi. I got you, man. Well, <laughs> also, Ellie, why are you disrespecting him and saying he's dark horse? Well, because I had <laughs> Emmy as the regular MVP, and then I went with Bellagio's. <laughs> yeah. Either Maybe. way, I still win. Who was, uh, who was your MVP for this year, Matt? I mean, it's got to be you know Emmy until proven otherwise, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah we're treating this as like the Lakers three P. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just going back to back. Yeah, that's all we're yeah. doing. Makes sense. Um, Matt, anything else for you before we wrap up, sir? No, I mean we got all our questions. I think you've done a good job of getting us excited, you know, for the season. Uh, you know, good job of getting the you know the fans up and going. But uh, any other you know last uh, little insights you want to? You know, sprinkle out there to you know, get everybody you know amped up and ready to uh, show up on uh, April second. Hey, real quick, before you answer that, yeah, I had had a chance to say this. I want to congratulate you on getting your degree during the middle of a pandemic. And thank, you. Professional. Wow, that you thank you. Very so thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was uh, it was definitely interesting watching my graduation through Zoom and just seeing my name on the screen. But hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Side note: Working out of college graduations are boring. You didn't miss much. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've heard. So I wasn't. I wasn't too. Uh, you didn't miss anything. Too, too sad about it, anyways. But um, no, I mean, I I think it's going to be a big year, and I'll tell you, or I'll tell the fans as well that I think with the fact that we've had a core group of players that I've been with for a while, 
that's going to show a lot this year in terms of how we're able to connect and the advantage that we'll have against other teams. And I think that's going to separate a lot, separate us from a lot of other teams. And I, that's, that's why I believe it'll be a, a very big year. So, um, um, yeah, I can't wait, and I hope to see everyone April 2nd, man. Bet, bet, bet. All right, so before we get out of here, we got uh 10 lightning quick questions to ask you. I'm going to ask you oh. 10 questions. You give me your first response to it, all right? I like it. All right. All right. Best shoe game on the team? Matt Bulldog. Best haircut? Matt Bentley. Worst haircut? Austin Cotty. <laughs> Seen the photos. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't really know what he's going for, but I'll, I'll have to see. I have to say it's between him and Gigo, our our personal trainer. If you, I mean, our physical ther- physical trainer. If you, if you, if that makes sense. So yeah. All right. Um, best motivational speaker on the team. <laughs> Does Darren count? Yeah, Darren counts. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, best at picking music. Nathan Ani. Worst at picking music. Emmy Terzaghi. Um, what was the other one? Person you could always beat in FIFA. Neil Vignals. Person you're most afraid to get in a car with. Vincenzo Candela. Person who who you love to pass who uh person who you love to pass the ball to on the field. Emmy. Who cries the most after a five aside? <laughs> Matt Bulldog for sure. <laughs> I figured it was Matt. <laughs> I figured it was Matt. <laughs> All right, man. All right, let me let me have one more on here. There you go. Best fashion sense. Myself. Who thinks they have the best fashion sense? Myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Oh man. Oh man. Well, John, we just want to say thank you, man, for taking time out of your day for hopping on here with us, man. It's been a pleasure, and we look forward to supporting you guys this year, man. All good. Thank you so much. I mean, uh, I, I truly appreciate, again, all the support that you guys have given us. And, again, I think it'll be a big year, like I said, and I, I can't wait to play in front of you all. Yeah. If uh, any listeners want to you know, follow you, uh, what's the best way for them to know what's going on in the world of Jonathan Bolaños? Uh, Instagram, for sure. Yeah. jbolaños.11. I'm there. There you go. Well, as always, listeners, we want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day for listening to our show. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook at Real City 93 With that being said, for Jonathan and Matt, I'll let you guys later. Oh, 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 oh.